Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to TMZ Live. Harvey Levin here. Charles here. We are going to start with uh, the people who have been left out. White billionaires. Um, it is a problem. Um, it is a social issue. And it was addressed by one white billionaire. I, I understand that you have your tongue in cheek, I hope, when you say that. But Jim Ursay, the owner of the uh, Indianapolis Colts, definitely did not have his tongue in cheek when he said this. He is serious. He feels that rich <laughs> white guys are being targeted by law enforcement. This came up during his uh, sit down with Andrea Kramer for HBO's Real Sports, and she was discussing his 2014 DUI arrest. He thinks that uh, he got a raw deal and purely because he's a billionaire. Just watch this. Was that the low point for you? No, not really, because the arrest was wrong. I had just had hip surgery and been in the car for 45 minutes. And what, they asked me to walk the line? Are you kidding me? I can barely walk at all. And so I you're knew, saying you couldn't walk because you'd had the hip surgery, not because you were on any kind yes. of painkillers? I mean, I'm not saying that, it's a fact. So why did you plead to the misdemeanor? Just to get it over with, look at I am prejudiced against because I'm a rich white billionaire. If I'm just the, the average guy down the block, they're not pulling me in. Of course not. Do you know what it's going to sound like if people hear you say they're prejudiced against a rich white I don't care what it sounds like. It's the truth. I don't, you know, Andre, I could give a damn what people think, how anything sounds or sounds like. Well, I, okay, I, look, I, I want to say something. I like I, the, I, I, hold I, on. I, I want you to stop well, let before me just, I will, I'm, I'm saying this to you as your friend. Stop. Think for just take two or three seconds need you to and do think this about it me. before you, you say what you're about to, to say. You don't need to do this for me. I'm going to say two things. One is, I respect the fact that he speaks his mind. That at least somebody who makes a comment knowing that it's going to be received this way, at least is not afraid because we live in fear right now. So I, that said, okay. it's all BS. I it's mean, tone deaf it's trash. Well, it's not what he said is tone deaf trash. But let me just when you look uh, at the video of the dash cam video of this arrest and you hear everything he said to the police, first of all, never, ever brought up a thing about having a hip surgery or that he was sitting in the car. Before. Never said anything about that. And he sounds completely out of it. He can't stand. All right. He never says anything about his hip. So, okay, but and, wait and by the way, if he had been an ordinary guy, an ordinary guy wouldn't have had a lawyer who, who, okay, but who negotiated that. He, he didn't got, negotiate anything. That he, he got to plead he pled. down to a misdemeanor. It, he all, pled down to a misdemeanor. And that happens all the time. Oh, the thing that's BS about it is the cops, when they pulled him over, and if he was black, he might have been shot. Oh, my God. Why are you making it into this? I'm just he got, it is a ridiculous thing. It is ridiculous, say. but he got pulled over. The cops didn't know, oh, 
he's driving with hip surgery. The cops just must have seen him veer or something That's like exactly that. exactly what the cops said in, in, during the stop. Right. And so he, he, he said, just let me drive the car. You can see that I, I can operate it. And did like, they I do, did watch that. Did they do a blood alcohol test is what I want to know. They, and they I did. would think they did. There you go. And, was, it over, and, was, and was he over the legal limit? Well, they found it was more painkillers. There's more drugs in his system. That they okay, well, that, no, no, that's, that's DUI. If, yeah. if he is driving impaired, it's just DUI. And right. we may have had painkillers, but that's not a and white billionaire way, dropped his name like three seconds into the stop. He said, uh, oh, uh, Jim Ursay just bought a house out here. This is, by the way, in suburban Indianapolis. So he's kind of a big deal there. And he made sure the police knew exactly who he was before they even asked for ID. Why are we arguing with each other even because when we, the, even when we agree? No, we're you're equivocating this we, statement from him. In I'm not equivocating. Yes, hold, you are. Hold on. I am not equivocating anything. I called it BS, which it is. I'm agreeing with you. You are so disagreeable today that you're disagreeing with me when we agree. Edward? <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for you guys to finish, but to Charles's point, uh, uh, Ursay pleaded guilty to a misdemeanor, right? Uh, he was only sentenced to probation after all of this. And like like Charles mentioned in the in the in the body cam footage, the dash cam footage, you could see that there, there's something that appeared to be very wrong with him. Uh, uh, not only that, the NFL really slapped him on the wrist with this as well. He's only spent a couple games and fined a, a couple hundred thousand dollars, which for a billionaire is nothing. So to Charles's point, if if, if he claims he's so prejudiced against and, and the world hates him, this that and the other. I mean, probation and a slap on the wrist from the NFL doesn't seem that bad, uh, uh, all things considered. Right? What's really weird, Mr. Ursay, is nine years later, how many times has law enforcement, since they have it out for you, stopped you? Yeah, how much has that happened? How many times do you get pulled over just because you're driving while billionaire? If he has, if he's taking painkillers and driving, that's driving under the influence. There's only one DWB in this country and it ain't driving while billionaire. Hey, it's Steve Maviglio here in Sacramento, California, and I usually provide a lot of advice for politicians who get pulled over. But, you know, he's a billionaire. Why is he even driving home, period, by himself? Get a limo driver, for God's sakes. You exactly. Would, you which would is what, think. Which is what all the NFL owners say about their players when they end up getting right. DUI. They should have gotten an Uber or whatever. Uber. Yeah, right. but it's like, this, it, this is ridiculous. Okay, we're moving on. The doctor is now in. <laughs> Dr. Perry, that is Dr. Tyler Perry, because they should do Medea ghost. <laughs> ghost. Medea does therapy. Yes. Job. Let me tell. You. Uh, yeah, Tyler Perry says that he was that he was Meghan Markle's therapist when things really hit the fan with the royal family. So uh, Tyler was on Kelly Ripa's podcast and um, got into. His relationship with uh, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, we know that he provided them a place to, to live when his, they first came to California. His home. Yes, but it obviously went much more than just a place to live. I got the tremendous sense of how overwhelmed, overwhelming it all was for her. I felt that she was very much isolated and alone. I sent them a note through our, we had the same publicist years ago, and um, just said, if you ever need anything, you know, here and she called months later and just talked to me like I was that therapist you talked to and, and yeah. we just had a great yeah. conversation. So it, it's very important for people in this business to have a safe place to land, to have a place where they can trust and talk freely and get advice that's not going to be biased or from somebody who wants something from them. Weird thing to me about this, I, I, by the way, at the end there is absolutely true. Well, except, except 
And I love Tyler Perry. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I did an Objectified with him, an episode of Objectified, and he's an amazing human being. But he was also a stranger to Meghan Markle. And she had a support system because she lived in the United States. She had a life before Prince Harry. And it's just weird to unload on a stranger. But a stranger who... Obviously, they he, one. He said they had a connection in having the same publicist. That was her. I mean, the, come that on. was the the entree. That's pretty Hollywood, dude. That's Hollywood. But his point was that you need someone in the industry that you can speak to, who's going to understand the she issues was that you're in dealing the with. Industry. She right. was in the industry. I mean, you're right. I mean, so you could say she chose Tyler Perry over any of her Suits co-stars that she knew. Yeah. Here's the thing, though, you guys. When you are in the trenches by yourself and someone reaches out to you, you're going to lean on that hand that was just extended to you. And so Tyler Perry, I'm sure since they had the same publicist, she probably was like, hey, Tyler Perry reached out. Is he a good guy? And obviously, we've seen his track record. He is one of the nicest human beings on this planet. Yep. So he he reached out and she accepted and it worked out for them. I mean, they stated his Beverly Hills mansion for weeks before anyone knew that they were here. And he just knew what she was feeling. And when you feel so overwhelmed, you feel alone, you're going to reach out on, on people who actually reached out to you. You're going to lean into that. And that's what Megan did. It's called the foundation of a friendship, Harvey. I, I now get, you understand why they're as close as they are. Hold on. She was a she was a member of the royal family. Right. She, but that was going hell in a handbasket. That's why she's I, I, I understand that. Right. So she is a member of the royal family. There are all sorts of you know minefields with that as they leave England. Mm-hmm. And she has a life in the United States and you know, in Canada before any right. of this, and then she chooses to unload on a stranger is odd to me. It's just odd to me. Oh, maybe she saw a lot of Medea films and <laughs> didn't feel like he was Oh, a well, that's the answer. See, Why didn't Medea. I think of that? <laughs> oh, my God. This is Bali from Dallas, and I am so excited for Tyler Perry. I think the fact that he was able to even build that connection with Meghan Markel, I think coming into, like, the stardom, like, coming in, like, dating a prince and then walking into this new light, that's a lot for somebody to handle, and Tyler Perry has been dealing with that a lot. So I am super excited that he has been being that person for her. He is an amazing amazing human being, so I'm so excited for their future. Well, Kanye West um, saying strange things, going after certain celebrities, is not that new. Kind of typical. But uh, it was kind of surprising to see him going after Cardi B. Um, And this is a clip that uh, was leaked on the internet. It's a clip from a documentary that he was shooting back in 2018. And this was when he was on the ranch in Wyoming. Um, It was never released, but some of the clips leaked out. This was a time when he was teetering. Right, and a lot of his friends flew to Wyoming. Including him. Yeah, flew to Wyoming to see him, check on him. Dave Chappelle also went, Justin Bieber went at different times. Um, But while he was there, he had this to say about Cardi B and her ride. This is the other thing you got to remember about 2018. This is when Cardi B was blowing up. Right. This is when she became the Cardi B we know today. And Kanye was not uh, believing what he was seeing. This is what he thought. Cardi B is a plant by the Illuminati. She don't write her raps. She's just there to like sound as ignorant as possible and just, and then make songs like them and then get some money. Yeah. You know, she was literally replaced, you know, Nicki Minaj purposely that they put her there and that she doesn't know what to do. And she's just, she has no idea what is going on. She thinks it's just 
a blessing from the universe. There ain't no blessing from the universe, you know? To be honest, guys, at the time, that was kind of a sentiment a lot of people thought because, look, she was just right on the scene right away, huge success. But down the road, uh, he clearly warmed up to Cardi because she went on Instagram and she kind of showed a clipping when he was really praising her from a couple years ago, saying, you know, I love how outspoken she is and how she believes in what she believes in. Uh, then Cardi went on to say, look, I was even made an honorary Kardashian by Kim and Chris." So it appears that relationship has really turned around. And Cardi knows that, that an old clip, she's not going to hold that against Kanye when yeah, that has changed. The, the more recent one, he was saying he was actually happy that they had gotten to work together on a, a, a song that they did with Lil Duval, but was he was it but, when he did it? Was it because he was more Team Nikki and that Cardi was kind of an interloper? I'm trying to figure out why, or was it just jealousy that I she think blew up? It is such a I don't want to. This, the things he's saying are so out there. I don't know that even if he looked back at that today, he would say, "Yeah, I really believe that." You know what I mean? Like he was but, having an episode. Very clearly, the things he was saying were just so yeah. out there. But up until that point, he had only worked with Nikki, and he had a lot of success with Nikki. So you have to imagine, at that time, if he had to pick yeah. a side, it would have been Team Nikki. Was but, this was this after the Plaza Hotel incident between Nikki and Cardi? I'm not sure. Only because that would be relevant because the battle lines had so been drawn at that point. But yes, that battle was definitely, there was, that public feud was already started between right, them. Right, right. Um, and it is true that Cardi B, I, some would say came out of nowhere, but she was on the scene, sort of. She was on Love and Hip Hop. Right. People knew that she was trying to get into the music business, so she had a hit that that hit like it did, and she became big. I don't know that that means the Illuminati Center um, <laughs> could just be that she had a hit song. Right. Parker Rhodes, Brooklyn, New York. First off, the fact that it's coming out now is not a plant of a plant. Because, I mean, <laughs> saying, you know, Cardi is blowing up. Cardi's who she is now. Cardi's always been honest about her music. Yeah, we know that she doesn't write. But, you know, Cardi's been straight honest and she's been doing her thing. She's also, you know, mixed cultures uh, musically. So, you know, Cardi deserves her own flowers. So does, so does Nikki. So we're not, you know, these are two grown women in their own res respective fields that, you know, Kanye just really needs to really stay in his lane because now that this is out, supposedly leaked, we all know that this is not leaked because Kanye says what he says that he does what he does and he wants to see how far he can push things. So I think that this is just Kanye being messy. But like you said also, too, that there's the newest video that Cardi put out. Yeah, that, you know, giving acclimates and saying, oh, you know, Cardi this and Cardi that. So, I mean, at this point in time, do we really listen to Kanye? Do we? <laughs> well, it's funny. It depends. I yeah. know. It's really funny because yes. sometimes people sometimes, say, yeah, you want to tune out and then all of a sudden it just becomes kind of irresistible to listen. Right. OK, we're moving on. To Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck out for a night of dinner. Not that big of a deal, except for what happened when they were leaving the Ivy. It's so funny. Uh, you're going to hear this. We're going to play this for you. Ben puts his wife in the car and then walks around to the other side. And then there are some people who had some comments for, for uh, Ben. For Ben. They and like Jen it. Jen did not like it. Take care. <laughs> so you saw there was a car that slowed down next to theirs. 
some people noticed it was Ben Affleck and did a little cat call. That is hysterical. And Jen, Jen noticed it too. It's like, back up, bitch. This just shows how down to earth and real she is because there have been times where I've gone out to dinner with my husband and the, the server will be flirting with my husband and I just want to say something so bad, but I haven't gotten my food yet. I'm so afraid that they're going to like spit in my food or something. So it's just so relatable that like, it's kind of nice to, and refreshing to know that people like still want Ben Affleck. I mean, he's kind of in his older age. He's married. He's got kids. Wow. Some of that stuff may not be Jeez. as wow. attainable. Jeez. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. Bury him right there. He's like, oh, what are you he's saying? really got nothing to live he for. He still got it. Apparently, the girls in the Tesla on the other side of the car wanted him. Yeah, I mean, he's a good-looking movie star. Jeez, wow, Nikki. <laughs> wow. He should be grateful that someone actually <laughs> noticed him. And isn't it amazing no. that he can still drive? <laughs> oh my God. I want to hear more about these people hitting on your husband, though. Hey, this is Tom Johnson from Chicago. It was cool to see that Bronx come out of Jennifer Lopez right there. You know, she she told you the last time she was with Ben and Jenny from the block. But that wasn't uh that wasn't a single. That that was a threat that went platinum. You better leave her alone. <laughs> That's funny. I love that. A threat that went platinum. Okay. I love, 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 love. Anytime we can talk to our next guest. Although Neil deGrasse Tyson may have a little bad news for us. Well, well, not for you and I. And not for anybody watching, really, I think. Although, we don't know how long people We don't know how long people are going to Yeah, maybe so. Uh, but yes, there is a, a very large asteroid that uh, scientists have been tracking for years and years now. Um, and the reason they're tracking it is because there is a belief that it potentially uh, could have impact with the planet long from now. Um, but I got to tell you, scientists did something amazing, and it is about to, um, we're gonna, there's a big step in this process. They actually went, sent a spacecraft seven years ago to intercept this asteroid just to check it out, and they got a sample of it, and the sample is coming back to Earth. It is unbelievable. Uh, so, um, joining us to talk about that and the future of our planet, Neil deGrasse Tyson, uh, and also the future of him as an author, because he's got a new book. So we're going to talk about that too. Neil, welcome back to TMZ Live, to infinity and beyond. I love that title. I um, love that title. It's a little intimidating, <laughs> but I love the title too. Hey, Neil. How you doing, man? Hi, guys. Hey, good to be on again. So tell us about this asteroid. I just want to say something in case people forget, all right? So was it seven some years ago, we sent a space probe from Earth, a moving platform, <laughs> to intercept an asteroid, a moving target, and it did a touch and go, grabbed a kilometer's worth, there it is, a kilometer's worth of material, and then kept on its way to re-intersect Earth. It dropped off that payload, and it will land in Utah, and the space probe will continue onto another asteroid. This That's is so amazing. That, that is, is I'm just, just saying, crazy. I, I, the fact that we can pull this off and we have people walking among us saying, I don't trust science. What did science do for me? <laughs> I don't, it's like, do you have any idea what it is we do? Okay? So I had to get that off my chest. I'm yeah, no, no, I, I agree with you. It's remarkable. That's when I was reading about this, because I, I, I didn't, I don't remember seven years ago when they launched this. I do remember the conversations about the asteroid, but I, I had no idea that this thing was coming back. So how much damage could this do? Um, and we're talking, you know, 150 years from now, but how much damage realistically could something like this do? 
So it's advertised as a large asteroid. I just wouldn't use that adjective. Uh, yeah, it's large compared to us. It's about the size of the Empire State Building. Five football fields large. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, if that hit, it could take out a county. Um, but it's not, it's not one of these species ending things that you have the movies about with Bruce Willis saving the world. So it's not one of those kind of asteroids. I think based on calculations I've seen, it could do more damage if it hit our oceans. Cause then you have a tsunami right. taking out the coastline, you oh. know, hundreds or thousands of miles of coastline. But the chances of this happening right now is about one in 3000. And so you have newspaper saying it may happen. And the chances are one in 3000. The reason why it's, we have this uncertainty is because asteroids and comets, as they orbit the sun, there are other factors beyond just Newton's laws of gravity that affect it. What's interesting about the 2182 date, because that's what your graphic has, is this is many, many orbits into the future. All right. This asteroid, Bennu, which is the same asteroid that we got this material from, by the way, that uh, is uh, that asteroid has an orbital period about a year, and we come close to it about every six years. So this is many, many orbital periods into the future, <laughs> and that's where you get the uncertainty. Uh, you've seen hurricane prediction paths where the farther in the future you're predicting it, the more uncertainty there is. Right. So there's a chance it could hit us, but I, I think it's unlikely and you shouldn't lose sleep over it. It sounds okay. like there's a lot of math. I, I mean, we I, were talking about Newton's laws of physics. As we always do. As, as we frequently <laughs> do. Um, but yeah, we had done some calculations. We're not worried. Um, I, look, I, I want to ask you something, Neil. And I, I'm, I, I'm, will admit, I am, I'm intimidated by you because you, you know so much and are so smart when it comes to things like this. I'm just going to expose my stupidity, but I, I really have felt this for so long. I'm always up for that. As we progress and are able to do something as remarkable as that, to graze an asteroid many, you know, after flying for years, a moving target, all I can think about is that if we're able to do things like this and go so far out, then if there is life elsewhere that develops the way we developed, why couldn't they do the same thing and eventually find their way to Earth? To me, it actually makes a case for the idea that there might be life from somewhere else That's that comes to to here. Right. Um, it seems to make the case for it to me. I would make the case a little differently, but just as strong. And that is the ingredients of life. We look in the universe, those same ingredients are everywhere. And however billions of years it took for humans to become humans. The universe is nearly three times the age of Earth itself. So other planets would have had plenty of time to do this or do even more than what it is we're doing. So what I would tell you is, you saw the image of the asteroid that we came in and plucked a, kilometer, uh, a, a, a kilogram of material from it and kept going. All of this high-resolution imagery, and really the best you're going to have of it UFO is a fuzzy light in the sky. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm just thinking, I, if yeah, may, maybe all of those sightings are aliens. I just don't have sufficient evidence to be convinced by it. I can't tell, Neil, when we talk to you, I can't tell if I feel smarter or dumber. Dumber. <laughs> no, 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 at the start, no, it seems like smarter. Out. To help out, uh, in the book, uh, the book has the DNA of my podcast, Star Talk, which is science, pop culture, and humor. 
because we learn that if you smile, you come back for more when you learn. And everyone comes in with a common pop culture understanding of the world. That is the very bread and butter of your show. Mm -hmm. uh, a pop culture. You don't have to say who Beyonce is or who the Pope is. We all have an awareness. I look for that awareness and, and pop uh, blockbuster movies form a great source of this. As we go through this quest to go from earth to the outer limits of the universe, time travel, uh, 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 warp drives, wormholes. There are movies that address these topics, Hollywood movies. So, I, so this, the scenery along the way I'll uh -huh. talk about. All right. I'll, I'll talk about, we talk about the density and energy of things, you know, the Hulk. Okay. I was okay with him just in the comics, but if you're going to make a live action with him, he's he's David Banner, then he becomes the Hulk. Well, well, okay, is he the same mass? Because if he is, then he's like a beach ball, and you could just, you know, <laughs> the breeze would blow him over the countryside, okay? So we think he's got mass. Well, where is he getting the mass, all right? He has to convert all the energy around him, e equals MC squared, convert energy all around him, to gather that mass and become big, green, and ugly. And then he's got nobody to fight because he sucked all the energy in. But the real question is, how come his shorts still fit? <laughs> I, that's the one I want to know. Why is nobody asking that question? Right. That's a They're good always one. Hey, I got to tell you, you know what you just reminded me of? When, when I, I was a law professor, and when I would teach, my strategy was I would always teach some to the top of the class, and then I would switch to the middle of the class, and then sometimes to the bottom of the class. So thank you for indulging the bottom for of coming the class. Down here so we can understand <laughs> for it. For just really a short period of time. It. We really appreciate it. Neil, congrats that. on the book. It sounds amazing. I mean, talking about how we're eventually going to leave this uh, this galaxy yeah. is is awesome, awesome thing And it's to a beautiful about. book, because that's how Nat Geo rolls, right? Nobody ever accused a Nat Geo book of being ugly. That's so true. It's a beautiful, <laughs> it's got J, uh, James Webb's uh, images in it, artwork, to all carrying this story of the fits and starts of our attempts to ascend Earth and awesome. to, to wow. infinity and beyond. Thank you so much, Neil. Really, really, really appreciate it. Great talk. Excellent, thank you. All right. I love that guy. I yeah. swear, he's just, I love talking to I him. definitely felt smarter at the beginning. Not so yeah, much now. Not so much now. No. Britney Spears and one of her run-ins with the law. <laughs> um, we told you that she had been pulled over. Uh, she got pulled over twice, but this time we have the body cam that shows uh, when she got pulled over for crossing the, the double yellow line doesn't seem like that serious of an infraction. Um, she did get a ticket, but here, <laughs> here's her exchange with the officer. She offers up, uh, I think, an excuse that a lot, of a lot of officers hear when they pull people over, although not necessarily for crossing the double no, yellow right. line. Not usually that. Right there. I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah, pass on the double yellows. You can't do that. I'm so sorry. Do you have your license? My security at my house has my passport okay. and my driver's license. Okay. I just drove from Mexico. Okay, you haven't gotten your license yet? I stopped you a few weeks ago and you're supposed okay. to get your license. I'm sorry. Okay, um, do you know you can't pass on the double yellows? Yes, sir. I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, the reason for that is there's private driveways, so um, people are pulling in and out. It's a bathroom that is about to come out. Okay, ma'am, so I'm going to be issuing a citation for passing over the double yellows when it's not allowed. Well, um, not 
a defense. I, yeah, actually, no, I see it for her side, how it's a defense. Like, she was in a hurry to get, if she really did have to go to the bathroom, although a lot of people use that, but Charles, it's possible. that's a speeding thing. Right. Not a double yellow line well, she thing. She probably crossed the double yellow line because she had to get to, she passed, she passed in a non-passing zone, right? Because she had to go to the bathroom that badly. You sound, by like, the way, you sound like a 1-800 by, lawyer. By the way, the, <laughs> I hope he wrote that ticket very quickly. <laughs> What's really interesting to me is when you read the comments online, obviously Brittany has a huge, very supportive fan base. A lot of them are saying this officer, they're calling it harassment. I oh my this God, officer, this guy couldn't have been nicer. He couldn't he have been very nicer. Nice. He could have uh, gone a lot harder in on her, um, but he's very like, hey, I've seen you before, I've done this before, you know, you just can't do this. So he's not giving her the, what do we call it, like the celebrity treatment, right? He's just saying, yeah. hey, you can't cross a dotted line. But yeah, her fans are pretty fired up online saying that the, uh, the officer well, is oh uh, harassing her. They're saying that because it's the second nice. time he pulled her over, but well, look, that's his beat. And he happened to see her, has he not? Why wouldn't he mention that? By the way, remember I pulled you over. He said at one point, he said, um, do you have your license? He said, right. I know who you are, but I still need to see your license because and they because, obviously need to write it down. Right, and- He couldn't have been nicer to I her. thought he was very nice, yeah. but hang in there, Brittany. Uh, I don't know, I just always side with the person who gets pulled over, I don't know why. Hi, my name is TJ and I'm from Columbus, Ohio. As far as the Britney Spears, um, situation um i i can't help but to wonder if she had to do a number one or number two you know <laughs> well she did, did you say did you, she said at the beginning <laughs> okay we are going to move on to jared leto and you never know if you're going to see jared leto out and about because or whether it's somebody else it looks like he's someone else jared leto jared leto is uh <laughs> is finally addressing what a lot of people have said for some time that he has a twin in Hollywood. Doppelganger. Uh, a guy you know, uh, especially if you are a fan of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, or the Kardashians, as the show is now called. Um, that would be Scott Disick. Um, <laughs> this is something that fans have sort of been, have been talking about for a while, and They have finally, the same eyes, they have the same brows. They, they do. They got the same lips. Yeah. The, the, the nose his shape face is about the he, same. His it's, face is a little fuller, nonetheless. Um, they, got, could just, they got this right. They got the same bone structure. Well, Jared Leto finally addressed it. He was uh, on SiriusXM, and the host actually showed him. I think it was a TikTok or something where someone has compared them. And this is Jared's uh, his response. He's he's not saying no. This is a theory. I don't know if you've heard of it, but I saw a TikTok where a girl was convinced that you and Scott Disick are twins. Wow. Uh um, and people were like, wait, I think this is real because you guys look identical. Oh, that would be uh, nice because yeah. then I would have a rich relative because he's very wealthy, right? Yeah. <laughs> now, he also, we went on to say, look, I, I do believe. That's a good answer, by the way. I, I do, That's yeah. a clever answer. I, I yeah. don't see it. This is very confusing You don't think so at all? Me. He no, said, it's... look, what Jared said is a lot of times when people do seem kind of similar, they probably do share a lot of DNA. I mean, the reality is all human beings share a lot of DNA. You also have to remember so, that nobody thinks they look alike to another person. That's how, kind of how I see it. Like people always say like, oh, you look like this person, you look like that person. It but depends I think on who when the person you're the person, you don't, you don't see it. I so don't know, you that's think how he I was, think. So you think he was just being polite? 
Correct, yes. I think he was just being kind. Okay, as long as we're talking about this, I just want to... Oh, gosh, you got to well, bring this one up? Oh, I'm just obsessed with it, and I've always thought about it. You have not always thought this. You've I've, seen this. No, 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 no. You've no, seen no. this image. You don't even realize Every it. Every time I've seen it. It is a I've, clickbait image that I've oh seen on the internet for months, if not years. I've thought about it and for And you probably saw it recently. <laughs> so there's another celebrity lookalike that he wants to get to the bottom of. That would be Gene Wilder and Jeremy Allen White. Jeremy Allen I'm, White looks like a young Gene Wilder. I'm sorry. it's That, to me, is dead on. I that, mean, dead see, on. See, this one I see. This one I see. Jeremy I do see Scott, it. Absolutely not. That's way far off. This is 100% spot on. And Gene Wilder, by the way, one of the funniest people ever to live on planet Earth, as far as I'm concerned. He was hysterical. <laughs> I'm just thinking this stir crazy scene. Oh, when they come walking out of the bathroom at the train station. The best. The best. He just is the best. Wait, was that Stir Crazy or was that Silver Streak? They should have casted Jeremy Allen White in Willy Wonka and not uh, Timothy Shell. Yeah. There you go. That's you know? about, that would be some good No, casting. that would have been great, actually. That would have been a great idea. Young Frankenstein. What up, dope people? This Mo from Michigan. Go Lions. Woo-woo. Um... This story has Hollywood written all over it. See, I would put Scott and Gerald in the movie together, and I would call it uh, Fight Club Twins. And Scott would be the AI version of Jared fighting the battles. I think you, how- I think huh. you need to workshop it a bit. But there's there's a germ of something there. I think we could. Yeah, I don't know. We'll get back to you. We'll have. We'll have, our people will call you. We'll have lunch. Uh, We're going to take a break. All right, when we come back, a gospel singer looking to celebrate her Grammy nomination. Problem is her celebration was while she was on a flight and it did not go over well with everyone on the plane, particularly the flight flight attendants. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We have seen a lot of really disturbing things happen on planes um, that have forced pilots to turn around or they've had to get everyone off the plane. Fist fights, gospel singing. (laughs) Well, we hadn't seen the gospel singing (laughs) until now, but gospel singer Bobby Storm got on a Delta flight and was clearly feeling the spirit, we'll say that, because she had just gotten two Grammy nominations. Congratulations, Bobby. And she felt like that was something she wanted to share with everybody on board the plane. The problem is the way she wanted to do it, which was singing and um, did not go over well with the flight attendants. My name is Bobby Storm, and I'm up for two Grammys. I haven't done this in a while. I've gotten to the next status, so. Are you able to be quiet? But they're enjoying it. So while we're sitting here, could I please? I am not enjoying it. So I'm asking you, can you be quiet? Okay, well, that's I find yes, that That's up. a yes or no uh, answer, please. Am I gonna go to jail if I don't? Can you please answer my question? Are you willing and able to be quiet right now? I'm doing what the Lord is telling me to do. I'm asking you a question, yes or no. I'm your flight leader. I need you to follow my instruction. 
If you're not able to, be, to follow my instruction, yeah. you will not be taking this flight. Ah, okay. Are so you able to be quiet? If that's the case, then that's fine. If you were the so person that's yes? in charge of it all. I'm your flight leader, yes. If you're the person in charge okay. of it all, then that's okay. fine. Okay, all right. Thank all right. you. I don't know the, the issue. No one else has ever had an issue, but it's... Father, thank you for each day in my life. I gotta say something about this. He was this. a little. Well, I gotta say something. Strict, well, right? he was he was strict, but here's the thing about it: if this were just a one-off, I would get that this guy was just jumping the gun. The problem but, is, but the problem all the other is, things that we talked about, all the things that have happened on airplanes, he doesn't know where this is going. He doesn't know if and, she's drunk. And, he doesn't know what it's gonna. Yeah. And I get her escalate. point, but I also get his point. I really do. I kind of felt for her a little no, bit. No, this was so, so, so cringe. First of all, it looks like it's nighttime. It looks like it's dark on the plane. Nobody is trying to hear. It gets hear. dark early. No one's trying been, to, it doesn't matter. No one's trying to hear her sing. Like, I get it. We can be proud for you. She had a good moment. She found out she was nominated for a Grammy Awards, two, of, two at that. But still, nonetheless, that doesn't give you the right to go around singing up and down the aisles. Even if one person complained, the flight attendant has every right to come, on, come over to her and ask her to please stop doing that. Stop I agree. That. Stop I agree. Doing that. He did it. He, I agree. I just felt like he was, really fast. I just felt like his tone no, was a little. I feel like his tone was actually very, very, very well. To be honest with you, I'm surprised she still was not kicked off because she was very combative with him. He had to ask her over and over and over again, "Are you going to be able to sit down and be quiet?" And instead of just saying yes, yeah, she was basically questioning his authority. Are you the person that's going to throw me out? Are you the person that has authority over this? He could have, and he low-key. I'm surprised he didn't. This was just cringe all the way around. I, I just, I, I just think this is a sign of what goes on in airplanes these days that this guy is on high alert with anything yes. going on and you don't want it to escalate where you have to de-escalate it. You want to cut it off before it happens. I get why he did what he did. I really do. Well, I hope Bobby wins and that she'll have a moment actually on the Grammys and then she can celebrate that way. And when she flies back. <laughs> no, we put a poll up on the yeah. website to find out how people feel about it. Uh, Bobby's playing performance, inconsiderate or let her sing. You know what they're going. Of course, they're going to. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know it was going to be that lopsided, but <laughs> there you go. They're not. <laughs> the Lord may be moving her, but the past nobody else is going along. Nope. Tanya, Augusta, Georgia. Listen, if I was on that flight, I would be very, very aggravated. I would be annoyed. I understand she's just trying to get the word out, but there's ways of doing that. You got social media. I'm pretty sure she has a social media platform. That would be the best way. Congratulations to her, but let these people just enjoy their flight in peace. He played it by the book. Yep. To Drake, who is uh, having some fun down in his favorite place, Turks and Caicos. He goes there, I don't know how many times a year. And apparently, in his time down there, he has found himself a favorite bartender who is, based on the videos, he's posting more than just a bartender to him. Uh, her name is Flocka, and um, this is him at her bar. She's serving up some drinks, um, but he posted videos of her. Um, he's looking at, the, he, he's he, just looking across the bar now. He's he is he is just zeroed in like a heat-seeking missile because of so the, the pride of Turks. He's mentioned her, by the way, in songs. In songs, yes, and uh, so they went on a date. It looks like. Wow. I don't know if she was enjoying that or not, but he's he is all in. But he definitely seems like a guy who is like head over heels. 
you definitely know Flocka is enjoying all of this. This is probably like the time of her life. She's hanging out with Drake. Like you said, they've been friends before. Drake loves Turks and Caicos. He goes there quite a bit. Um, he's gone to this particular beach club. It's called Noah's Ark Beach Club. He goes there when he goes to Turks and she's a bartender there. So it seems like maybe uh, they've met when he was getting drinks before. Uh, she actually like was promoting his album for him. It seems like they've been friends. They have a friendship um, and it's just good to see them him out having fun. The thing is, he's now made her a tourist attraction. Anybody goes, <laughs> anyone who goes to Turks and Caicos is going to go to that bar and they want to get served it's by It's totally true. Right. So it Zuri, is totally Zuri, true. who works with Casey, he just went to Turks huh? and Caicos last week and I literally asked him, I said, oh my God, she was at the restaurant you went to for your birthday dinner. He's like, well, I didn't see her at the restaurant, but I did see her at the beach club. So Zuri actually did see her, but see? it was like a little week too early. It wasn't like she wasn't hyped up yet. Uh, oh my oh. God. So she's become a tourist attraction. Let's we'll see, see how much longer she's a bartender. Exactly. <laughs> Hi, I'm Lindsay in Indianapolis. It's hard for me to take him seriously. He tends to do a lot of over-the-top stuff for women as far as dates or grand gestures. He likes to put it on his socials. So as far as him posting her on his IG, didn't he just do that with Sexy Red not too long ago also? I mean, so whatever you know. With him and Flocka, I don't think it's that serious. No, well, no, no one's no one's saying they're is he going to Turks and married. is he going to Turks and Caicos for Turks and Caicos or for Flocka? It's hard to tell now. Before I thought it was for the beaches, but maybe not. So uh, a lead singer of a rock band is walking around barefoot. Wait a minute, is this a joke? Coming out of a bar? Coming out, <laughs> out of a bar barefoot. <laughs> And then steps into a wedding. Yes, Chris Martin, lead singer for Coldplay, for some reason was walking around uh, barefoot down in Australia and happened upon a wedding that was going on and decided to jump in a couple of photos with the happy couple. That's so interesting. So here's what I was thinking. <laughs> I mean, obviously they are Coldplay fans because they're <laughs> playing, they recognize him. Otherwise they just would have been like, what's this barefoot guy doing? <laughs> here's what I'm thinking when I'm looking at these pictures. Do you think the groom leaned over to Chris Martin at one point and said, hey, um, can you tell me about this conscious uncoupling thing? <laughs> what he meant to say was congratulations to the happy couple. Congratulations. Wow. 